Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello, my finest friends. Welcome to another retro Rahalastapa. We occasionally put these up as a chance for you to revisit past glories or if you're new to hear some of our classic episodes. This one is with Rosie Jones before she was super famous, just on the cusp of hitting the big time. So always interesting to see the guests who go on to be massive after appearing on Rahalastapa. I'm not saying it's because of Rahalastapa. That is not for me to say. She was brilliant on this uh, and she's doing fantastically well. Hopefully we'll get her back very soon. Anyway, sit back, relax. Do tell your friends about this podcast if you think they might enjoy it. Spread the news. The more listens we get, the more we can spend on new podcasts for you to enjoy. It's a no-brainer from a one-baller. Enjoy this anyway. Ladies and 
gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man whose second job is testing microphones. It's Richard Herring! Oh. Oh, I feel like I've done a long podcast already this week, and, this, and I haven't, because it's, it's the first one. So it's the first one this week. So um, welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Lulu Sings Top Loader podcast. It's... Um, <laughs> We've moved in a new direction with the box. We're getting Lulu on every week. She's going to sing a different top loader song. This week she's singing uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Uh, it's always a different song by the disappointing band of cocks. Uh, so, um, but uh, I was talking to uh, Top Loader uh, the other day. They still, they still call it Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Because they um, get with, no, get with the times. That's not what it's called. Anyway, but Lulu calls it Rahela Stepa, so it's going it's to be fine. So, good. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm wearing uh, suit trousers today. They're not, they're not the suit. I can't... At the beginning of this series, I said I was quite fat at the beginning of this series. I was pretty fat. I mean, I'm pretty fat now, so you don't need to shout. You don't need to heckle me. Uh, I've lost 20 pounds in weight this year so far. Uh, not Thank you. No, don't patronise me. Uh, and... Uh, I went. I said I would try and wear the suit I wore about five, six years ago in the podcast. My nice suits that I bought when I was thin. I tried them on at the weekend. I can actually get the trousers of the suits on. I can't get the, the well. I can get the jackets on. It's not that bad, but they don't they don't close up properly. So maybe in the three weeks we have left, that will happen. Uh, these are just another pair of uh, trousers that I found when I was looking at my suits. That uh, this one's too big for me. That's why I'm not wearing the jacket. So life's very confusing for me. Hope you're enjoying this. Uh, I eat steak for breakfast. We were talking about it backstage. I'm eating more food than I've ever eaten in my life. I'll tell you how it's done, madam, after the show. It's my secret. So, anyway, let's crack on. Uh, My guest this week uh, is probably best known. I mean, to be honest, she's got about six fucking credits. this This was pretty hard. It's already best known. As Christine White on the Doctors, the daytime soap. You watch that? No, you got a job. Yeah, okay. it's a very, it's a very long-running, very popular uh, soap opera. Will you please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rosie Jones? <laughs> Rosie Jones. Welcome. Come in. Sit down. How are you? I'm delighted to hear it. I'm uh, glad you mentioned doctors. Yeah. I feel like you're not a true actor until you do doctors. It's true. It used to be the bill and now it's doctors. How was Christine? What's Christine Um, White? Oh no! Yeah, bit like me. Yeah, yeah, she basically didn't have a personality. Okay. (laughs) She was just there to facilitate her boyfriend, which I feel. It's what women are here for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we must check it out. We'll see it, I'm Um, sure, at some point. But it was funny because um, we got a little 
document about our characters and at the bottom for all the actors we had another actor's photo <laughs> to like imagine how to play the role. Right. And so like my mother her photo was Alison's dead moon. Right. So they were like, right, think like Alison. And I looked at my page and it said, actor to think of. Rosie Jones. <laughs> 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 I was I think I can do that. <laughs> Yeah. I think that might have been confusing yeah. for you. That's, well, that's yeah. hard if you have to think yeah. of being like yourself when you're acting somebody else. That could send you but, into all kinds of spirals. But basically, the writer was like, we need someone disabled. <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, sadly, you've got, got you've almost got it sewn up. The disabled acting. I know, and it's my main name to get rid of all over this. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem with playing disabled parts is that a lot of able-bodied people also play those yeah. parts as well. So you've got to get rid of them too. That's, the, that's how you win it. You won't win an Oscar yeah, for playing a disabled right. person. No, I did it to podcast and going round and then going to kill Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> so you are quite, you're quite a new comedian. You've, you've got a... You've got you. a meteoric rise, really. You're doing quite very well. Um, yeah, I started doing stand-up two years ago. Wow. So this is <laughs> mental. <laughs> <laughs> but, you've, you know, you're on TV already. You've been yeah. doing... You were playing Wembley the other day, yeah, I saw on Twitter. Yeah, I'm a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Wembley. Yeah. I mean, that was mental. But I was so, like, in my own head, I forgot to say, hello, Wembley. Oh. So I need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, yeah, insane. What was the gig for, there was a comic relief? Comic relief. Yeah. Because I'm a great person. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the charity. <laughs> um, so it had a great line-up, like, Russell Howard, John Bishop, Helen Carr, and... Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it because Lenny Henry wanted to promote new talent. Yeah. So, and now that I was uh, so small <laughs> compared to everyone else, 
but due to be given that opportunity was insane. Oh, yeah, well, I hear you smashed it. That's what everyone was saying. I mean, standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, but that was, yeah, really great. It was fantastic. So, what you were before you were working back, sort of behind the scenes in TV? Yeah, yeah, so I worked as a TV researcher for six years and I worked on panel shows um, and I was writing jokes and one of my first writing jobs was um, I wrote a joke for Jimmy Carr and they said it on 8 out of 10 cats and to hear him say my words was incredible. But then I was like, he said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it better. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> um, so it just made me go, wait a minute, I could do that. Yeah. And then I could work a lot less for a lot more money. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> the people so you see on TV aren't working as hard as the people backstage at TV. That is definitely the case. <laughs> so, I mean, were you, were you concerned, though, about... Do, I mean, did people try to say that's not a good idea? Were you worried that, like, doing stand-up, it's a, it's, there are obviously other comedians with cerebral palsy yeah, who have yeah. made that work um, very well? It's funny because I wanted to start stand-up for years, but I thought, I can't be a comedian because... Because I speak so slowly, everyone's going to get what I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> ..say. <laughs> um, but then I, um, I watch a Netflix show about Tignataro who is an able-bodied stand-up comedian, but her style is very slow and drawn-out, and she makes everyone hang up every word, and that's a very conscious decision for her. So it made me think, even though I can't control my speed, all I need to do is own it. And sure, people can guess my punchline, but nine times out of ten, They'll be wrong <laughs> because I've second thought it yeah. and 
actually is me saying, yeah, I'm slow, yeah, I take my time, but fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can out-quick-quick any of you dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it's a very good point, because a lot of comedians start... I, I talk very fast in stand-up, just because I have... Usually it's because I've done an Edinburgh show and I've got to get 90 minutes material into 60 minutes. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've got this very rapid style. But a lot yeah. of comedians start very fast. Yeah. And actually it's not really no, the right thing to no. do. Because it is exactly that. You seem... If you go slowly, then people go, oh. Yeah. This, this person's in control. What yeah. are they going to say? It's very and actually, for me, it's a lot about confidence. So if I know... I'm funny. If I'm confident that my punchline will be worth the work, it makes them go, oh, it's cheating control. We're (laughs) okay. Yeah. I don't like it because it means you don't have to write as many jokes as I do. Yeah. So, that's, that's, so I, yeah. I find that fair. True. <laughs> um, I, I had a competition with my friend last year in Edinburgh, and I said, "I bet you write a lot more pages than me." And for an hour show, she wrote. 28 pages. Seven. <laughs> Seven. That's it. I had two jokes. <laughs> but they were great jokes. <laughs> so I saw you on the, on the, the last leg, yes. which is a, again a show you yes. used to work behind the scenes. Yes, on. so that's... That's also crazy because it was my job as a researcher to write the biogs for the guests. So now my friends are writing biogs <laughs> for me, <laughs> which uh, is good because. They know a lot about <laughs> me that isn't on the internet. <laughs> but they do have fun with it. So there's like a trivia section and one of my friends put trivia. She's a dickhead. <laughs> That's not trivia. <laughs> That's fact. <laughs> so was it weird being being on the sofa when you'd worked behind? Because you'd worked when, in yeah. the original version of that show, right? When it was, yeah. it was well, went to the Olympics, did it? In, in yeah. Weird. No, I, my first series was. Rio. Right. So I went with them to the Rio Paralympics. Right. And then I worked on, I think, three series after that. But it was really lovely 
what I'm doing now is so nice because I I worked on the show so when I come back in my new role I feel like a part of the family so they really champion me and they go That's nice. And they were nice to you when you worked on the show, right? Yeah. That would be yeah. good if they'd been dicks yeah. and then you'd come back. I know. <laughs> She's just a researcher. She's yeah. not important. I've got my revenge. <laughs> um, yeah, I said it on the show, but... Um, when I was a researcher, um, I think I was mainly there for morale. <laughs> <laughs> because Alex Brooker would walk past my desk when he was in the mood and they point at me and go, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> now who's laughing? <laughs> and you and Alex did uh, the, the, what's it called, the slam down thing? Yeah, the, the roast battle. The roast battle, yeah, yeah. That was so fun, <laughs> but it got dark as shit. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because I feel like when you got a disability, at a very young age, you learn how to make fun of yourself. Um, because I own my disability, and I'm very much like, oh, this is me, I can laugh at it, get on board with it, or fuck off. <laughs> um, and then when you got two disabled people <laughs> together, that's even darker. <laughs> so, and because we know each other, and we knew it was a bit of fun. We la- allowed each other to go there. Yeah. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, you know, this is the way that people get through any anything that's different yeah, in their life or yeah. any or any any you know, anything that's difficult in their life, it's, it's you, you need to be able to laugh. I yeah. Think. Oh, and so, but that's but that. that's what I suppose people because you seem, you know, outwardly seems sweet, but your act is not as sweet as you look. I think is fair, which is a great. Again, it's yeah, a right. It wrong fits it. the it wrong fits the audience right from the start. I, um, because of their expectations yeah, as well. Right? Yeah, and usually when I perform, I um, like to wear a flowery dress and look quite feminine, and I think when. Because I'm a smiley person and I 
wobble on stage and they go, hello, I'm Rosie. Um, people think I'm nice and cute. So... <laughs> When I say something outrageous, I go, oh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> and it's that shock that I like to play with and I like to go, you think you know me, but you don't. No, and people are very... I mean, I think people... It's a strange thing with disability, and I've noticed, yeah. I've worked with Scope for a lot of years, yeah. and uh, I know comedians like Francesca yeah. Martinez, and people are, are very nervous about yeah. disability and saying the wrong thing yeah. or doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's all, I think comedy is such a great uh, environment yeah. for someone to, because yeah. everyone has to listen to you for yeah. 10, 20 minutes, yeah. and, and they will listen to you, but also, you know, it's, it's about... I think a lot of people don't ever really... It's crazy, because so many people are disabled in some way in this yeah. country, and most people aren't, aren't meeting disabled no, people no. at all, you know. So it's so they've got this prejudice, even if it... you know, yeah. Or just, or just yeah. fear sometimes. Yeah, and I think even now, when I walk down the street, people do feel sorry for me, and it's... Do get patronised on a daily basis. So for me, doing stand-up comedy is me going, no, I don't want to be patronised. Don't feel sorry for me. Because actually, I got it together. More than a lot of you, <laughs> and I'm proud of who I am, and I wouldn't want to be able bodied because this is me. <laughs> yeah, it's, fair enough. Uh, it's true, and you know, I think that's that's it's, it's so important that that that's said and yeah. you know it's and because I mean I guess a lot if we were talking a bit backstage with yeah. last week's guest he's, he hung around it's embarrassing uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's that, it's that a big fan of me <laughs> he is he said it was <laughs> but it's that you know people some people think you shouldn't make jokes about certain subjects that people are yeah. uncomfortable yeah. disability is obviously one of those yeah. subjects that some people yeah. think some you know some say I'd never like the old school comedians go I'd yeah. never yeah. I'd never have a go to the crippled kids I'd never do yeah. that you know so it's yeah. Yeah, um, and I said backstage, it's all about who's saying it, why they're saying it, and who they're saying it to. And if you can justify that, nothing's off limits, and it's all about punching up and as a gay female with a disability I'm very much rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's a fair game that's true I mean just being female is a disability <laughs> in, my, uh, in my book stop it <laughs> 
Just in comedy, that's what yeah. I'm <laughs> Oh, things have moved on, have they? <laughs> so you come from Bridlington? Did you grow up in Bridlington? Oh, yeah. What a shit <laughs> Um, uh, that was a great place to grow up there. You got the beach, yeah. you got hot donuts, oh, lovely. <laughs> um, but then I think I got to 17, 18, and I was like... I don't want to work in the chippy. Because <laughs> that's all there is there. Yeah. Um, so I needed to <laughs> fuck up. And, yeah, Sarah Pascoe was a, was a big support for you, is that right? Yeah, from the beginning, really, because... Um, uh, one of the first things I did in comedy was I did an award called Funny Women and it was crazy that I got to the final and the final was at Coco in Camden in front of, I think... A thousand people, and actually, that was my tenth ever gig, uh, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, And my mentor for the final was Sarah, so she's championed me really from the beginning that's great and she's so lovely yeah she's all right i think (laughs) (laughs) for a woman (laughs) (laughs) um but it's great because i'm showing you i feel that before i Started in comedy, I had this idea that dressing rooms were very, like, aggressive and everyone was out for themselves. And it's not like that. And I feel that a lot of bigger comedians have been so supportive of me and it really feels like a family. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, I'm the I'm the estranged uncle who isn't allowed yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, there's a lot I mean I think that especially that generation, I think Catherine Ryan and Sarah yeah, Pascoe yeah. are so you know, and they're very much respected in the yeah. business, I think, for being yeah. so Helpful to other people and so supportive of other people, yeah. but you know that you you've got to be, I think, as well, because yeah. there's no po- yeah. there's no point in creating barriers and shutting down because no, that's no. only going to impact badly on no. you anyway. But, yeah, but yeah. and also I don't feel the competition with anyone else because I feel like I'm on my own trajectory and. 
Hello, comedy, and I love performing every night, but actually, for me, it's all about the bigger picture. It's about making disability a lecturer to be subject, and it's my opportunity to say to a room full of people, I got labels, I got labels coming out of my ass. I'm disabled and gay, I'm a woman, I'm northern. But, <laughs> uh, that's the worst one. Um, but actually, beyond my labels, I'm Rosie, and what matters is I'm a funny and hopefully I am, and uh, hopefully you can watch me and then go back to your lives and. If you know a disabled person or a gay person, you can go, oh, I got no, like, assumptions of what they can do and what they can't do because... It's that Rosie. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, I think with stand-ups, there are so many people say to any stand-up comedian, I could never do that. That's the most yeah. terrifying thing. Yeah. So I think if someone sees anyone doing stand-up, they're going to go, oh, OK, that's changed yeah. my mind about yeah. that person. But also, we know that's rubbish. It is rubbish. Like, it's the easiest job in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I do get on stage. Stage and I talk about myself. <laughs> it's amazing. Not everyone feels like that, Rosie. Yeah. That's, that's what you have to understand. You have to understand the non-comedic community. It's a very sad no. place to be. No. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let me ask you an emergency question. I'm going, right. old, I'm going old school. Oh. Going old school, early old school. <laughs> what, what is worse, Rosie? Bestiality or necrophilia? <laughs> Can I have both? <laughs> Can I fuck a dead cow? You can then eat it afterwards. It's the beauty. That's the beauty. I mean, you can do that with a person as well if you want. To be honest, if you're fucking a dead person, you might as well eat them. No one's going. Oh, and then he ate it. This, this, you might, this might be the case if you worked on all these shows. Have you ever had the opportunity to assassinate a public figure? No, no. but I like it. <laughs> Who would you go for if you could take one? Oh, it's so boring, but you go for Trump, won't you? And actually, I might do it because who's going to arrest me? I've been adorable, Maybe. <laughs> You're saving him from prison, though. That's the yeah. thing. You've got to think of that. So. Damn it. Maybe I'll wait and then I'll kill him in prison. Okay, <laughs> You're in prison for having sex with a, an animal, a dead animal. Is that illegal? Is it illegal no. having sex with a, an animal? <laughs> Yeah, I know, it's a strange... <laughs> well, it's strange that people get, again, they get away with eating animals and buy, you can buy their meat in the shots, but, yeah, if you, if you fuck one, that's... That's the Jimmy Sample defence. <laughs> <man. laughs> surely, if you... Go into Tesco. Yeah. I know that's where they're... I mean, you don't have to buy the bits of it. You're going to do a Frankenstein kind of animal. That, go to a field, kill a cow, fuck it, that's it. Well, you can buy a whole chicken. <laughs> you can. And then when you bought it, yeah. It's yours. Fair <laughs> 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 <Play> game. <laughs> I would have thought if you, I mean, I don't want to have sex with animals, so I'm having to put myself into the position of this person. I mean, I, it seems sick to me to have a plucked. Chicken. 
If I was going to fuck a chicken, I'd go and get a live chicken, then kill it, and then fuck it with all the beak and stuff. And I'd want the beak still to be there, right? You want the cloaca there, right? Not just a big gaping... What? What? I'm just, I'm just putting myself in the... This is an old school question. Would you rather be a cow or a badger? Oh. Having, having gone through this bestiality thing probably wasn't the best question yeah. to ask. Yeah. Now think for a second. Yeah. Would you rather be a living cow that isn't being raped by someone? Bad or a badger? <laughs> or a badger that's dead oh. and you could fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she'd be trouble, this girl. I've seen her act. Charming. Um, not charming. Um, ooh, I think I'd like to be a cow. Would you? Because I want to know what it feels. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know <laughs> what it feels like to be milk. To be milk. You, you can be. You can still be milk, Rosie. You don't have to become a cat. No. And a badger can be. You can milk a badger. Can yeah. You? Yeah. You can very much milk a badger. It's a mammal. What? <laughs> yeah, they've got little teats, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not into badger teats, I don't know. I mean, they haven't got... If you want to know what like it's like to have an udder, yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Ah, knowing me, I probably milk myself. Yeah, <laughs> Try, I'll try one more. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost? Matt Lucas has seen a ghost. Have you ever seen oh, a ghost? No. No. But I've smelled one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was a ghost? <laughs> Okay, 
say goodbye and not say when. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what, she came and sp- sprayed some perfume in your face? What's she doing? She's dead. Fuck off to heaven. Stop going around spraying children with perfume. The bad things to do. You're going to see Jesus. Yeah. Can we keep that in and take out all the cow <laughs> You know, she's looking down from heaven. She's very proud of you. What you've done. <laughs> I think we're committed to the cow fucking. <laughs> so, you've been working with my friend Rachel Stubbing. I love her. Yeah, she's, she's great. I did a short film with her and I've done a couple of acting yeah, jobs with her. She's, she's great. Um, I mean, always in person, I tell her she's a dickhead. <laughs> but actually, she's a man. Comedy so much. Oh, that's great. So you're working on a sitcom with her? Yeah, so yeah. So this sounds like quite an interesting idea for Yeah, sit- yeah. So it's based on my Edinburgh show last year about the fact that when I was born, I didn't breathe for 15 minutes, which is... A really long time. Shall we try it? <laughs> no, <laughs> not again. And then, <laughs> because of that, I got brain damage. And because of that is why I got cerebral palsy. Um, so for me, it's... Fascinating that 15 minutes isn't a long time, but it's, it's actually a short time for your whole life to change. And my first minutes really did affect every minute after. So, um, I like to think about who I would be if I was able-bodied because I wouldn't be here. And the sitcom is a kind of sliding doors angle where it's Two sitcoms in one, and then one will them disabled, and then one will them not. And it's how everything changes around me. And for my Edinburgh show, it was very much the idea that everyone thinks that able-bodied life is better. But actually, I don't think it would be because having a disability means that you need to 
be confident in who you are and I feel like right now I'm in a place that I'm proud of who I am and yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. It can't be worse than sliding doors. So it's... Uh, it's... <laughs> but no, see, because it's, you know, like something, anything that happens to you, again, with Matt last yeah. week losing his hair yeah. as a young, as a young yeah. kid, yeah. that that completely changes the, the whole path of your life. Yeah. But yeah. then I think, again, not necessarily... At the time, you might think this isn't the best yeah. thing that could have happened. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. your parents were... Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because in that situation, through Zoom, your parents are just delighted that you've survived in the first yeah, instant, because mean, you've nearly it's the worst thing you yeah, can imagine is yeah, losing your child I, well, I was their first child and they were 26 right. at the time so younger than I am now and to have that joy of a child immediately being gone and from minute one they're saying will she survive <laughs> like you can't even imagine it and um, they were incredible growing up and they always said to me you be whoever you want to be, apart from a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Um, and, and I think from a young age, I was very determined and I said... You know, I'm going to uni, I'm moving to London, I'm going to work in TV, I'm going to quit my good job in TV and start stand-up. And for them, they're just always supporting me. And been there and gone, okay. <laughs> and I think obviously they've worried and they've, like, later on they said to me, yeah, we were shit in it. <laughs> um, but they keep it inside because they know that I need to go out and do that. And they are incredible. Oh, yeah, great. Um, it's, well, it's, a, it's a very interesting idea. I mean, it's interesting to, to try and imagine where your life would be if yeah, that hadn't happened yeah, as well. Yeah, because so that's... I, I think we have things in common, but then I don't think I'd use humour as much as I do because even in school I was this loud person with a big personality because 
I never wanted to be all disabled, Rosie, because that isn't me. And growing up, I was never bullied because I think people were a bit like, how could we bully her? <laughs> like she's funny, intelligent, and she knows who she is. Yeah. And I feel like early on, someone said to me, you're not disabled, you're Rosie. And, yeah, I feel like two minutes in my company when you tune in to how I speak, you're like, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's true, but I think that's, that's the whole... All this experience I've had in the last uh, 15 or 16 years when I got involved with Scope, it's literally that. It's, you literally spend a little bit of time yeah. and then yeah. everything is just... There's, it's getting rid of the filters in your own brain, the yeah. prejudices in your own brain, yeah. and everything becomes normal. Yeah. And a school of... Disab- you know, even really severely disabled kids, yeah. it becomes a school... You know, you go and you're out for five minutes, it's a school of kids. Yeah. They're all the yeah. same as just other kids. It's- and I think for me, what I try to tell everyone is... If you're unsure of anything, ask. Yes. Um, and I feel like a lot of adults are scared to do that. And um, I love how children react to me because they do ask and they come up to me and they go, are your legs broken? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Um, And um, I get to explain it to them and they never think it's weird. They just go... Okay, <laughs> and that's how we learn. It's, it's me coming on stage and then I make people laugh, hopefully, but then they also learn at the same time and it's amazing how when I meet people after gigs, they don't patronise me because they just spent 30 minutes in my company and that's all you need to know that I sound different, I walk different, but actually... I'm exactly the same as you, but probably a bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely funny. There was an article that I saw today 
which sort of listed the nine funniest women of 2018 or 2019 yeah. or something. And it's you're, you're, you scroll down, and it's, you go past Phoebe Waller-Bridge looking kind of glamorous yeah. and Shappy Cassandi and different people. Mm. And they're all kind of quite posed, glamorous shots. And then the picture they've got of you is you wearing a hat with two beers on it and a straw. Yeah! Saying, yeah, I can do it! Yeah! <laughs> and just pulling a goofy face. And yeah. you're the only one that made me laugh from yeah. the picture, so there you go. I love it, but yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but that's another thing that um, I think as a comedian, there's sometimes pressure to have a certain look and... I'm just a bit like, oh, I'm I mean, just but to not forget that the jo- the job's to be funny, yeah. you know, so it's kind of, all those people are great as well. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, it's like, so it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it was just funny, because you scroll down and then it's suddenly, oh, someone yeah. is actually trying to make people laugh <laughs> in the vote, it's good. Um, <laughs> are you ever confused with uh, Rosie Jones, the page three model who's engaged to Joe Wicks? The, yes. Uh, yes. Um, I um, I think it was a last year now. I um, I read on BBC News. Joe Wicks um, is pregnant with Rosie Jones, <laughs> and I thought, am I? <laughs> um, yeah, I got a lovely little joke about her, which is quite mean. Okay. I say there's a big difference between glamour model Rosie Jones and it's, it's uh, my daddy loved me. <laughs> 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 you can literally get away with anything. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's <my big> uh, <laughs> but it's interesting when you Google. She comes down way down the list. Well, so you're right. That, the, you're that right at the top. That is so interesting because when I started out in comedy, it was so annoying yeah. because. People would try to book me for TV shows and they go, Oh, you should book Rosie Jones, she's hilarious. And they Google her and go, Wow! <laughs> and then they get me lower down with the beer cans <laughs> and they go, Oh. <laughs> they might have got her though, and yeah, vice versa. You might yeah. only be on TV because they thought that you were her. Yeah. Have you thought about that? So true. And then you turned up going, "Oh God, we've got to have to keep her on now." And I do actually feel sorry for her because she's not funny, <laughs> and I am funny. <laughs> And I got great tips. (laughs) (laughs) I got it all. (laughs) I'm going to ask a couple more emergency questions. I feel very sorry for the other Rosie Jones. 
I think she's I think she's happy with her millionaire. Yeah, yeah, multi-millionaire, whatever he is. I don't I, even know who he is, really. Joe, who is Joe Wicks? He's some like oh, fitness guy or something. I don't care. It looks, why don't you do a sitcom about you and her swapping uh, yeah. swapping lives? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a I'll do a sitcom about me swapping lies with her. Yeah. And then I'm mad, Joe Wicks. Uh, yeah. And they get through. Things are changing me for this in this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've come to realise some things yeah. about myself. But uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Did you mean to book? Like, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> but you're right, she wouldn't have been funny. Um, <laughs> I want to ask, uh, have you seen the... Um... <laughs> Is it, uh... I was gonna, I've just I've, I've gone down that Adam Sandler furrow <laughs> enough. Um, I was going to ask about Adam Sandler, but would... Do you like Adam Sandler? No. Okay, good. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Has anyone you've had sex with had sex with someone famous? Bang! Yeah. Is it you? Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with talking slowly. Yeah, <laughs> I've got in there first. Uh, yeah. No. 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 I, loads of I, I, loads of for Who? me. Every, pretty much everyone I've slept with slept with. I just stick with slags. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Because I am one myself. Who's your biggest? Person? I mean, I've slept with loads of famous people, so I you know it's hundreds of them. <laughs> Have you ever slept with someone called Rosie? I haven't yet. No, this could be the this could be the night. If I give Joe Wicks his wife a ring. Um, <laughs> I reckon she. I reckon she might turn me down. <laughs> no one's interested in me. I'm 52 years old. Make the most of being young, is what I'd uh, say. Yeah, around 13 that year. Yeah, that's so young. That's old. It's so young. My yeah, goodness. It is. Are you in a relationship at the moment? No, I quite like being single. Do you? Shagging. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, now I've been married for 11 years. I look back at the way I used to behave, and you're right. <laughs> it was much better. Mainly because you can just sleep beyond 5.30. Oh, yeah. so I'm going to bed at 5.30. I know. I was, never in... <laughs> I was never interested in that. I was never interested in staying up. I really? Stay... Yeah, I just always wanted to go to sleep. So it was good when I didn't have kids because I could go to sleep. Yeah. And I did. And I slept through my 30s. Damn it. And then dreamt about sleeping with famous people. Uh, yeah, I slept with um, Angelina Jolie. Which one? <laughs> the one? The one in my imagination. Um, don't even particularly like her. Um, so, I don't know why she's... I couldn't think of any other famous people. That's how... That's how Rosie much... Jones. That, Rosie Jones. Rosie Jones. <laughs> that's actually a third Rosie no. Jones. Yeah. And she's a, a professional golfer. Mm. Yeah. 
She wrote me a letter Did one time and said, Hello, Rosie Jones. We got the same name. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Did you write back? Yep. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. yep, that's right. Uh, yeah. One more emotional question, and we're going to ask you about your acting career. Um, they're all rubbish, these ones. The new, the new one's much better. Um, so I need about cows. They aren't about cows. I can't work out. I, mean, I, might, just, I might just be. Uh, what, I'm going to ask this question. Why do they call the place you put your fresh bread a bread bin, and what do they call the place where you dispose of your non-fresh bread? <laughs> Don't remember writing that. <laughs> that's like a joke, isn't it? That's, that's not like me. A bin. It's, a, it's, a, it's a bread bin. Um, all right, if Abraham... No, I won't ask that question. That's stupid. If you, oh, this is a better question. If you had to permanently seal up one of the holes in your body, I'm not including the pores in your skin or hair follicles, so don't be a smart ass. If you had to, which hole would you permanently seal up and why, and what would the repercussions be? One nostril. One nostril. You don't need it. <laughs> okay, it's a good answer. <laughs> I'm surprised you, went, you, you took the high road. Thank yeah, you. I wasn't expecting no, it. No, no, I quite like my bum Do you? It's quite a thing. Yeah. It's, it'd probably be a mistake to, to permanently <laughs> fill it. No, no. Yeah. And I love all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> They're all useful. Is that a lot I don't know about women? So it's um, thank God I'm married. Um, And let's talk about you. We talked a little bit about your acting. You've also been in Silent Witness. That's that's a class in the doctors. What were you in Silent Witness? Oh, it's a bit dark. Oh, good. Is it really dark? Yeah. Are you a dead body? No. Okay. Worse. A live body that was... I don't really want to go there, but I love it, so... (laughs) Basically, it was a great storyline, but it was difficult because I played a... um, a character who had learning difficulties and she was in a care home and she got abused by a carer. Not really comedy. (laughs) And um, it was a great moment for TV in general, actually, because it was the first time on a primetime TV that three of the main cast were disabled. And it's awful, but there is still abuse 
in care it was my first acting job and it was a real important job actually but because I tried to make light of everything because when I was acting it was so dark and a lot of the crew was sad and upset. I felt like it was my job to be the light, be the comedy. So we'd have this really awful, sad scene and then they would shout, cut, and they go, I'm not really being raped. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And and I leave leave because it became second nature to me and I needed to make light of it. My friends would ring me and say, do you want to go for lunch tomorrow? And I go, oh, no, not tomorrow. I'm getting raped tomorrow. (laughs) But I can do Friday. (laughs) 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 You're lucky you're cute. Oh, that's interesting. But that, is, so that representation thing is kind of yeah, crazy, though, isn't so it? so great. And it's actually why I got into this weird business. Because growing up, I would turn on the TV and I wouldn't see anyone like me. And... If there was ever a disabled person, it would be the token disabled person. And they're very much either be the victim or the villain, (laughs) like the Bond villain. And I'm like somewhere... In between. Uh, You're closer to the villain. The yeah, villain. yeah. Give me a cow. And I'm, <laughs> I'm the villain. Um, so really, it got me down, but then I thought, well, I'm going to be that person for a younger generation. And I feel like, I mean, I work hard and I get knackered a lot and 
be hard doing the travelling though is it yeah. I mean just access is so terrible yeah um, it's so so difficult at times because a lot of comedy clubs are quite inaccessible and I'm lucky that I'm not in a wheelchair but even so, a lot of stages, there is steps and there's no railings and um, no-one ever thinks about that. And because I'm quite easy-going, I'll usually just say to the MC... Oh, could you come and give me a hand up? And that's fine. But actually, it's not ideal because my whole act is about not needing help and being proud of who I am and 
actually saying I got it good and that can be sometimes undermined if the audience had just seen me needing help. So ideally, just one rail will mean I can have the audience for a minute and be like, I don't need anyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, that, that access thing, I think, is the, 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 almost like the worst thing out of all yeah. the stuff, you know, having to work with scope. Because you don't think about it, but it's yeah. all, but, you know, just getting into <laughs> venues as a punter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, you, you'd think like most of it would make sense for. I don't understand why people aren't more concerned about this. Yeah. A, because you're likely to be disabled at some yeah. point yourself anyway, yeah. whoever yeah. you are. Yeah. B, you know, if you've got kids, then yeah. you need access to places yeah. as well, which most yeah. people have kids. So there's all these reasons why access should be better for, yeah. for everyone, and yet people don't seem to... I mean, I know it's expense yeah. and it's all that yeah. sort of stuff, but, but it's, it's very important yeah, to... it's so important because... Even when I performed in Edinburgh, I was like, well, obviously I need an accessible venue for me (laughs) and my audience. And actually that slimmed down my choices. Yes. Because not every venue was. No, I mean some of them are pretty inaccessible if you're oh, if you're yeah. a mountain climber. Yeah. So <laughs> seriously, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, I'll be collecting for scope and I'll be at the underbelly, and you go, yeah. "This is this is a terrifying yeah. venue yeah. to be in if I if I know I can run up the yeah. stairs." It's like sometimes if my ankle is playing up, I'll use a walker. And in Edinburgh, with the bloody cobbles, <laughs> I'm like, everyone looks at me and goes, oh, you're the comedian that gets stuck everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they should raise the whole thing to the ground and start again. So yeah. uh, it's... Talking of Edinburgh, are you going to go to the Fringe in 2019? Yeah. Good. Why? I don't know why you're doing I think it. <laughs> I, um, I said I would go before I realised I was saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's happening? Um, but I'm quite excited because it'll be my second hour so I feel like last year I talked a lot about my disability and how that affects me so it's quite liberating for me to go right you get you get it Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's the, you know, it's, and the importance to be allowed to do that as well. Yeah, it's really difficult when you know. I think for any comedian who has to explain something at the start yeah. of 
of the, what they are. Yeah. You know, it can be. I'm in. I'm performing in Finland and I'm British. It can be yeah. these things like that. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult to then move on to the next yeah. show that is yeah. about another aspect of your yeah. life. Yeah. But, um, but look, Kelly. As a disabled gay woman, there's a <laughs> lot of areas. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like to tick a box. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Rosie, I'm going to have to wrap up because no! uh, the, we are. It's time's time's flown by. It's been in some fucking hell. Some of us have got to drive <laughs> back to Hertfordshire. Uh, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> So uh, thank you very much for coming along. Thank you for everyone for staying and uh, seeing these long podcasts. It's been brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Jones! This one, it's this one. Thank you very much. Come back and see us again. How'd you like them sky potatoes? <laughs>why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.